You're listening to the She Runs the Show podcast with Cassandra Vaughn, episode number 96. We're almost to 100, guys. Hello, hello, everybody. Cassandra Von Worsley here for episode number 96 of She Runs the Show. You know, it has been a whirlwind of a year. It is the end of December, and I do not even know where the year went. I, did, I can't even think about where the year went. And this has not been, at least for me, I don't know about anybody else, this has not been the most amazing of years. This has been a year of challenge and growth and, um, learning. And it has been definitely, I'd say it's been a year of, of, of truly living one of my favorite books, which is called the obstacle is the way. So it has been crazy in my neck of the woods this year. I moved from Utah to Wyoming. Absolutely love Wyoming. I live in a small little town with 2000 people. It's quite awesome. And it's beautiful here. It's in the mountains. So it's absolutely gorgeous. Um, and, and that was kind of the highlight, uh, one of the highlights of the year. I think there was a lot of 2017. And I will talk about this in, in a few episodes coming up, just my lessons from 2017. There was some hard stuff this year. And, uh, you know, the older I get, the more that I learn that life is up and down and all around. And it's a process of evolution and growth and change. And that the best thing you can do is trust yourself and trust life and trust the process and know that the universe has your back as Gabby Bernstein's book title so beautifully puts it. Um, the podcast, I'm going to talk about that for a second because I have not been up with the podcast for quite some time. I've been focusing on other projects like the, the release of my new course, the Focus Mindset Formula, which debuts January 1st. I'm so excited about that one because I believe that relentless focus, especially for us as entrepreneurs, is critical to everything that we're going to do. If we, if you can't have focus, if you can't develop a focus mindset and sustain it, then it's going to be very hard to be consistent. And with that being said, the podcast has sort of taken a back burner this year because I've been really consistent in other areas of my business. However, <laughs> that is changing. So one of the things that I am moving to in 2018 is a more consistent schedule with this podcast. I know a lot of you have pinged me, you've sent me messages on Instagram, you know, at times when I wasn't doing the podcast regularly, you just say, I miss hearing episodes, I miss having them. Well, I am, I've, I've really challenged myself in 2018 to follow the footsteps of John Lee Dumas and make this a seven day week podcast, seven days a week. I know <laughs> I feel a little bit of heebie-jeebie just even talking about it. But the reason why I'm moving in that direction is because number one, I have a lot of guests coming up who you're going to see in January, some of them beginning in January, who have powerful, important messages that especially women entrepreneurs need to hear. And so I want to be sure that you get to hear their voices, you get to hear their experiences and learn from them and 10x your goals because you heard that interview with them. So that's the first reason. The second reason is because for me, I've learned a lot about mastering my own focus this year, and I've learned a lot about 
batching and systematizing, which is part of what I teach in my course, The Focus Mindset Formula. You can always find out about The Focus Mindset Formula and you can actually pre-order it at CassandraVon.com. It's half price if you pre-order it now. If you wait till it launches January 1st, then it's full price. So you can find out more. I put videos about each of the different components of the course, but in creating that course and really getting down and dirty with my own focus and my own focus issues, I realized that for me, something that is very, very important is batching, systematizing, and being consistent about it. So one of the the gifts of moving to a seven-day week podcast is it, it sort of forces me to create, batch, get ready those episodes way earlier than I have been doing in 2017. So it's going to be a seven day week podcast. Also, because I think we, we just need inspiration seven days a week. I mean, yes, motivation is garbage in the sense that if you don't get up and do the work, feeling good about the idea of doing the work doesn't do you any good. But I do think in a world where we're bombarded by news every single day of the latest train wreck, the latest terrorist attack, the latest this, the latest that. I could go on and on, but you watch it on CNN and every other news channel. We have to have a place where we can come for 20 to 40 minutes and we can just be reminded that life is bigger than the issues we see on the news. And life is bigger than the problems we face every day in our business. And life is bigger than the worries we have and, and that we are bigger than those things. We are more powerful than them. And so I want She Runs the Show to become your daily go-to for inspiration, for remembrance of who you really are, and for diving into the mindset, the conviction, the belief that it's going to take for you to execute the strategies that you're also going to learn on She Runs the Show. So we will talk in 2018 about lead magnets and email list building and uh, developing digital courses and, you know, blogging, monetizing your blog, all the things that you really want to know how to do. But at the heart of all of that, at the core of all of that, what She Runs the Show is going to give you in 2018 is going to be this understanding of how to have the mind and the belief and the foundation that you can and you will have both businesses that thrive and relationships that rock. And the reality is, is that uh, when I say relationships, I, I'm not pointing to any specific ones because we all have issues in different relationships and areas. I'm pointing to in general, how we show up for whatever is going on at this moment. How do we rock whatever the situation is? Because some years the situation will, will be great and some years they won't be. And so as women entrepreneurs, we can't just shut down our business every time life takes a turn for the worse. We've got to stand up. We've got to rise again. We have to live into our legends, our destinies, our legacies. And so that's what She Runs the Show, being a seven-day week podcast beginning January 1st, is going to do for you. So what has been going on with me? Oh, where do I start? Uh, just to give you an update. You know, I have been writing new books. I've been, I've been, you know, a lot of you know my books at overcomingfearbooks.com. And when I first began writing ebooks, I was writing about overcoming fears, transforming fears into fuel. And now I'm moving in more in the direction of focus and mastering focus. And my, and my last book, and I know, I think I said this in a previous episode, but my last book that I just published on Amazon is called Find Your Fire, a guide to rebuilding your confidence, rediscovering your power and expanding your courage every day. And in fact, it's free on Amazon for the next five days. So if you 
are feeling kind of like me at some points in this year, like my fire is out and I need to, you know, relight the flame and just get that passion and that purpose back, Find Your Fire is going to do that for you. So go on Amazon at overcomingfearbooks.com and grab your free copy while it's free for the next five days. The book that I'm writing right now is called, this is, you know, I don't even know if I say it's the book that I'm writing right now because it's a book that I started writing and I actually wrote 250 pages worth of it 10 years ago when I was 29. I know I was, when I first started reading it again, I thought, I hope this 29 year old version of me got it right because I'm going to have to rewrite this book if she didn't know the things that I know now. Turns out it's pretty darn good. (laughs) So I am in the process of just editing that version of the book, adding more wisdom to it, because obviously 10 years of time hopefully gives you more wisdom in life. And that book is going to be out shortly. And then after Not Built to Be Broken, I'm going to have a lot of books on the focus mindset on being relentlessly focused on how do you use the focus mindset formula that I teach about in my course to really 10x your goals and get things done. So the focus mindset formula is a book based on the course that will be coming out in January as well. And then of course, it is my 40th birthday, January 15th. And as most of you know, I've said this many times before, I celebrate my birthday all month long from January 1st to January 31st. So my birthday month begins in January. That's a lot of updates. (laughs) So uh, life is good. Business is good. Constantly learning, constantly growing. I I have to tell you, I am surrounded by some of the most gifted, powerful women entrepreneurs on the planet. And when you hear them on these interviews coming up, you're going to be blown away. I mean, I am so, I so appreciate life and the fact that I am surrounded by women who are so powerful, so powerfully focused, so powerfully loving, so powerfully gifted, so powerfully giving in their support of me and others and their work and their clients. And I, I'm looking forward to bringing them to you on She Runs the Show in 2018. So let's get down to the business. Oh, and I totally forgot to tell you. Okay. So there's so many updates because it's been so long since I've done an episode. I have started a seven day write your ebook challenge. Now there are lots of you out there who are listening and you want to write an ebook, you know that writing an ebook for an entrepreneur these days, and of course, eventually putting it on Audible, which is easy peasy. I'm going to do a whole episode on that later uh, this spring. You've wanted to write an ebook. You know you're supposed to write an ebook. You know you need to write an ebook, and yet you haven't sat down and made the time to write an ebook. And me, again, being my zero one hundred kind of self, I developed a seven day writing challenge where literally. You sign up for the seven day writing challenge and I send you a daily video tutorial, a daily worksheet. You've got your own PDF challenge guide workbook and a daily, daily audio coaching session via email, totally free. And I, you've got to devote two to four hours a day for seven days. I'm just saying, let me preface that two to four hours a day for seven days. And then day number seven is kind of an all day thing. So make that a weekend if you work a day job. Okay. But this seven day writing challenge is completely free and it walks you through how you can write a 15,000 to 25,000 word ebook in seven days. I do it a lot. So I've got it down to a science. And so I walked you through exactly how I do everything, including the ebook cover, including the Amazon author profile, Kindle direct publishing, uploading it to, to Kindle and getting it on Amazon. All of that 
in a wonderful seven day writing challenge. So if you are listening to this and you're like, that was all the sign from the universe that I needed, that I need to get my butt in gear and write this book, then go sign up for the challenge. It's totally free. And in fact, the emails that come after the challenge go even deeper into how to turn ebooks into one form, one stream of revenue in your business. So it's so worth signing up for. You can go sign up for it at www.tinyurl.com forward slash KVW ebook seven, the number seven. Again, that's tinyurl.com forward slash KVW ebook seven, the number seven, and you can sign up for it right there. Anybody who's interested in writing an ebook, if you're not, but you have an entrepreneur friend who has been talking about writing an ebook for five years and hasn't done it, send him or her to this challenge at tinyurl.com forward slash KVW ebook seven, the number seven, and tell them to just do it like seven days of your life, two to four hours a day, all day on the seventh day. Just do it. Get it done. Okay. <sighs> so much to talk about. Okay. So, um, this is a topic today on episode number 96 that I am, I am sharing today because I so need to hear this myself. I, I don't know about anybody else in the room, but I am a, I'm just going to admit it. I am a control freak. I really am. And it never works out for me. And yet I continue to do the seesaw of taking on the job of manager of the universe. And then when I realize that that's not my job and I shouldn't be taking it, I put it back on the altar and then I take it up again a couple of days later. And then I put it back on the altar the next week. So if you're like me and you're a control freak or a recovering control freak, as we could say now, this is going to be a good episode for you because I'm going to talk about uh, how to stop trying to control everything. <laughs> and I, I have done it most of my life. And I am going to take the affirmation that Marianne Williamson talks about in her books. And I'm just going to say, I am willing to change. I'm willing to change the control freak in me. I'm willing to let that go. So by the end of today's episode, you're going to learn number one, where being a control freak comes from. And I just have to laugh because I've always been one. So this is going to be interesting. Uh, by the end of today's episode, you're going to learn number two, why being a control freak is the worst thing you could do to take control of your life. Ooh, let's just sit there for a minute. Okay. Why? It's the worst thing you could actually do when you want to take control. By the end of today's episode, you're going to learn how to stop being a control freak, which I'm working on right now. And I invite you to work on it with me. And then number four, uh, one of the most powerful parts of this podcast, you're going to learn what every life situation, the good, the bad, and the ugly comes to give us. So let's talk about it. Okay. So where does being a control freak comes? Where, where does being a control freak? I can't even say the words right. Control freak come from. I could easily say my mother, but that would actually not be true. So I won't blame my mom for that. We all, we all blame our parents for something, but not, not that. That's just me. So being a control freak is born. If you really think about it, it it's born out of, um, out of a need to create safety, whether you're, you're trying to control the elements of the environment and of life to create safety because you grew up in an environment that did not feel safe, or you were always the person who took charge in the family. And so you are a control freak because you were put into that position very early on. And that role is your comfort zone. But for whatever, whatever the, the source of that is, being a control freak really comes out of the need to create safety because 
because the belief underneath that, right? So it's this like, I've got to make sure I'm safe. So I need to control everything to make sure that I stay safe. But the underlying belief under that is safety doesn't naturally exist for me. I don't live in a safe world. I don't move through and operate in a safe environment. And because the world is unsafe, I'm the one who has to make sure and create that safety for myself because the world will never have my back and do it for me. That's the underlying belief to being a control freak. So when we think about how did we become control freaks, it really, it really comes because we were either raised or exposed for a long period of time to an environment that did not feel safe. The only way we knew how to feel safe was to make the environment safe for us by whatever means necessary. And as we did that more and more, we began to answer a very simple question in completely the wrong way. And so the question that we began to answer as we started to really take control of that feeling safe thing, the question that we answer in the wrong way is this, and Marianne Williamson poses this in, in her book, The Gift of Change. The question is, am I ready to embody what I say I believe? Am I ready to embody what I say I believe? And control freaks, I include myself in that, we answered that question in the wrong way because the more we started to control stuff, the more we started to say, you know, uh, I gotta, you know, I have to make sure everything is the way that I need it to be. Da, 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 da. The more we were saying, yeah, I'm going to embody what I say I believe. I believe that I live in an unsafe world. Nobody's going to have my back. Everybody's out against me. And so I have to make my world safe because I have this and that and that coming against me. Now, I'm never going to tell you that there aren't forces and things and obstacles that will seemingly come against you. We all fight battles on different fronts. But the way we perceive the battle is oftentimes more important than the battle itself. And so we can either look at it as this is an unfriendly universe where everyone is against me and I'm always having to fight for the little bit of safety I create. And so again, when the question comes, are you ready to embody what you say you believe? Well, yeah, us control freaks are like, yeah, I embody it every day. I have to fight for feeling safe. I have to, I have to make my world safe. But that is the completely wrong way to answer that simple and yet profound question. So oftentimes what we're doing is we're answering that question in our lives by trying to control everything around us so that everything around us fits into what we say we believe, except how long can you do that before you get tired? How long can you do that before you, before things don't work out anyway? And you realize, you know, my plans aren't always meant for me. Things will change. They will go a different way. And I have to be good with that. How long before that moment comes? It comes pretty often in my life. So here's the truth of, of how the answer to, am I ready to embody what I say I believe should go or could go? Marian Williamson talks about this in her book, The Gift of Change. And let me give you exactly what she says. In The Gift of Change, this is what Marianne Williamson says. She says, Every problem implies a question. Are you ready to embody what you say you believe? Can you reach within yourself for enough clarity, strength, forgiveness, serenity, love, patience, and faith to turn this around? That's the spiritual meaning of every situation. Not what happens to us, but what we do with what happens to us and who we decide to become because of what happens to us. 
The only real failure is the failure to grow from what we go through. Let me say that last line again, because there is the control freak lesson right there. The only real failure is the failure to grow what we go through. So, and when you're a control freak and and you're like me and you're trying to control things so you feel safe, that's where it gets us, right? Because if I'm trying to, to change things around or turn things around or make things a certain way so that I feel safe, then I'm not really focused on growing from what I'm going through because my my control freak in me is actually trying to change things to be the way I want them to be, which doesn't allow me to grow through what I'm going through, right? So let's talk for a bit about why being a control freak is the worst thing you could do to take control of your life. And before I jump into that, let me say, let me say something, because some of you might be listening and going, man, I thought this was a podcast for women entrepreneurs who want, you know, businesses that thrive and relationships that rock or businesses that rock and relationships that thrive. You can interchange them if you want to. Why are we talking about this? We're talking about this because this not only, when you're a control freak in one area, typically you're a control freak in a lot of areas. You know, I love the saying that says, the way you do anything is the way you do everything. And I've had debates with people who told me that that's not true. Let me just break it down. That is a hundred percent true. The way you do anything is the way you do everything. So if you're a control freak about your kids, you're probably a control freak about your work. You're probably a control freak about your business, maybe less so, but the way we do anything is the way we do everything. And so it's important to deal with this area if this is you, because it will limit the height that you can go to in your business. Everything starts and ends with mindset. Everything. So I could tell you all the lead magnet strategies, all the email list building strategies, all the monetizing blog strategies you want. If your mind isn't right, you won't do much with it. You'll get a little bit of success. You won't get massive success. So we need mindset stuff to make sure we're in the right place to do the things we need to do in our business. So that's there's the why, in case you were wondering. All right. So why being a control freak is the worst thing you could do to take control of your life. And again, I am speaking to myself as I'm talking about this. So, and most of us know this on a logical level, you know, control is an illusion. It's, it's an absolute illusion. We tend to think that control is absolute, right? That if we can just take control, if we can just exhibit control, if we can just have control over the elements that everything will fall into the place, into place the way we want it to. Ha, life is a good teacher that that's not true. Okay. So, uh, I always see life as a roller coaster ride. So it has ups and downs and you never know which way it's going to turn, but you're going to end up having the ride of your life and it's going to be fun. And then you're going to get off and go to the next one. Right. So why it's the worst thing, you know, there are, it's kind of like that last line. In Marianne Williamson's quote, the only real failure is the failure to grow from what we go through. If you're always trying to control and control is an illusion, then you're not actually growing through what you go through. So there are elements of evolving and changing and adapting that you lose when you're just constantly putting all your energy in trying to control the situation. And here's one quote from Marianne Williamson's book, A Return to Love. And if you have not read A Return to Love, it is a must for every person who knows that they want to be their higher self more of the time. So in a return to love, this is what Marianne Williamson says. And I, and every time I get into control freak mode, I read this quote. And in fact, it opens up to that quote when I touch the book, when I'm in control freak mode. So this is what she says. She says, in a return to love, 
One of the reasons we're always trying to control the results in life is because we think the universe, when left to its own devices, is chaotic. But God is the ultimate order. He is the principle of constantly expanding love in action in all dimensions for all life. His power is thoroughly impersonal. He doesn't like some people more than others. He works like a computer. Trusting God is like trusting gravity. These are important points to remember. One, God's plan works. Two, yours doesn't. <laughs> so those are the two that I constantly look at uh, when I'm thinking about it. Number one, God's plan works. And two, yours doesn't. So let's talk about for a second, how do you stop how do you stop being a control freak? Um, well, four things. I think at least what I'm learning, and you'll just have to excuse the dogs in the background. It's just, we have new neighbors and they have crazy dogs. And so our dogs go crazy. It's inevitable at any hour of the day or night. Um, so how to stop being a control freak. What I'm learning about just stopping the nonsense of being a control freak is this. There, there are really four things you can do. Number one, let it all go. And that's hard. Number two, see what stays. And that is hard. Number three, trust the process. I'm getting better at that, but I, I really think there is a surrender to that as well. And then number four, grow and love yourself as you do. And one of my favorite books, and I'm looking over my bookshelf because it's it really is a book I keep around all the time. One of my favorite books on self-love is by Kamal Ravikant. And it's a book that that's called Love Yourself Like Your Life Depends On It. It is a tiny book. Okay. It literally is. I'm opening it up now. 59 pages. So it's a quick read. But what he talks about is making a focused commitment of a mental loop and a meditation, which I need to start doing that meditation again. It's a seven minute meditation where all you do all day long in your mind to say, I love myself. I love myself. I love myself. It, it works. That's all I'm going to say. When I do it consistently, again, focused commitment, it works. So love yourself like your life depends on it by Kamal Ravikant. So let's go back to how to stop being control freak. Number one, let it all go. Whatever you're being a control freak about in this moment, just drop it like it's hot. And, and I'm not, I'm not saying that like it's easy, right? I think at least for me, it takes a certain amount of, it's got to get so heavy on my shoulders that I just get tired, so tired, so sick and tired of being sick and tired that I just let it go because the weight is too much to bear. That's how it works with me. I wish it would happen sooner. I wish I would let it all go sooner. I typically do not. And I don't know about you, but maybe you let it go sooner than I do. When it gets too heavy to bear, you will let it all go because it just becomes too heavy to bear. So the first step to stop being a control freak is to just say, you know what? I can't control this. And I can't allow my inability to control it to drive me nuts. I'm letting it go. And for me, that begins with just simply saying, I am willing to let all of this go. I'm willing. I don't have to know how. I don't have to know when. I don't have to know what. I just have to say and truly mean I am willing to let this go. And then it just, you know, when the spirit is willing, stuff just works. It just happens. So number one is let it all go. The second thing to, to stop being a control freak is see what stays. So once you've let it all go, I mean, I, I think there's a lightness that happens and you start to feel like yourself again. And you start to just say, this is life is still this big adventure and it's still amazing and it's still wonderful. And I've let it all go. 
I'm just going to see how it unfolds. It's kind of like when you go to a movie and you want to see what the ending is, right? You're not trying to rush the ending. You're just, you know, it reminds me of, I think, Twilight Breaking Dawn Part 2. I loved the ending of that movie. In fact, I watched that movie whenever it comes on TV, again, just for the ending, because the ending is so powerful. I won't spoil it for people who don't haven't seen it yet. See what stays. Just be an observer of it. Just go, you know what? I've let it all go, and I trust that it's going to work out the way it's supposed to, the way it's meant to. And you just go about living your life and really living it without worrying about controlling that thing, that situation. And then third, to stop being control freak, really, you've got to at some point trust the process. And I think that's what's hardest for us as control freaks, because for most of us, we learned really early on not to trust the process. We learned that, you know, if we leave everything to other people, we get squashed, right? Or or we get put in situations we don't want to be in. And so it's taken me a long time to really say, you know what? I don't believe in a God who's, who's against me. I believe in a God who's for me. I believe in a universe that has my back. I believe that within me are all the answers to all the questions I'm ever going to ask. So my higher self knows exactly what to do and how to do it. I may not know the way at this moment, but something in me does. Therefore, I trust the process. So that's the third thing you can do to stop being a control freak. The fourth thing, and again, it goes back to Kamal Ravikant's book, Love Yourself Like Your Life Depends On It. Grow and love yourself as you're doing all of that. Just, you know, there comes a point, and and, and one of the, the guests I'm going to bring on, Dr. Mo, she's pretty amazing. And uh, and she, I mean, whenever Dr. Mo and I get together face-to-face, it is just the most abundant, joyous, amazing experience. She just raises the vibration of the room. And I think a piece of that is because Dr. Mo knows how to love herself supremely well. And so as control freaks, I think one of the things we have to do is get really good with loving ourselves exactly as we are, exactly where we are, and and allowing growth to happen, even if that involves mistakes, even if that involves failure, even if that involves moments of not feeling safe. Being able to grow and, and love ourselves as we do, that's the fourth step to, to be stopping the control free stuff. So again, those four steps, one, let it all go. Two, see what stays. Three, trust the process. And four, grow and love yourself as you do. Now, final thing I want to talk about. And again, just, just really think about this. Whatever is changing in your life, whatever is, is coming or going that you didn't expect, whatever you're thinking about your business that needs to shift in 2018, closing a business, starting a business, changing careers, whatever it is. I want you to keep this this final thought in mind. And, and I want to talk about what every life situation, the good, the bad, and the ugly comes to give us because it, it, it comes bearing gifts. But we've got to know that. We've got to choose to see that. We've got to perceive it that way. And again, Marion Williamson, who's one of my, my favorite mentors and go-to people, in the, a book she wrote called The Gift of Change, here's what she says. She says, um, not every lesson will feel like fun while it's happening. And at times we will resist growth fiercely. But as long as we remain open to miracles, then we will forge ahead into a new realm of being where love has erased the patterns of fear that have sabotaged us in the past, lifting us to unimaginable heights. Every situation comes bearing a gift, a chance to become who we really want to be and to live the lives we really want to live. We will inhabit the world we choose to see. And that is why it is so important that we never lose sight of love. 
As we read about war, let's not forget the beauty of a sunset. When we think about the state of the world, let's not forget how many people fell in love today. God never loses his enthusiasm for life, and neither should we. Let me say that last line again. God never loses his enthusiasm for life, and neither should we. That's the final thought. No matter what comes your way, no matter what you feel like you have to control or change or dictate, just remember that every situation brings with it a gift, a chance to become who we really want to be and to live the lives we really want to live. We will inhabit the world we choose to see, and that is why it is so important that we never lose sight of love. God never loses his enthusiasm for life, and neither should we. I think that's one of the things we lose when we spend too much time being control freaks. We lose our enthusiasm for life. We lose our hope, our faith, our passion, our childlike eyes to say, man, I wonder what miracles happen next. You know, what's going to happen? We lose that when we try to control everything. And so what I'm going to work on now and in 2018 and probably for the rest of my life and what I would advocate, encourage you to work on is just doing those four steps, just letting it all go, see what stays, trust the process and grow and love yourself as you do. And and always remember that you are worthy of great things and that you have the power and the ability to give it to yourself. All right, everybody, it was good coming back to She Runs the Show. We are almost to 100 episodes. Be sure that you check me out at CassandraVaughn.com. I don't know if a lot of you go to the website just to check out what's new there. The Focus Mindset Formula and pre-release is there at 50% off. Uh, the 7-Day Writing Challenge is also at CassandraVaughn.com. So if you didn't go to tinyurl.com forward slash ebook 7 the number 7, then you can always go to CassandraVaughn.com and uh, grab the 7-Day Writing Challenge there. And above all, have a wonderful holiday season, an amazing new year, and uh, enjoy the adventure we call life. Some of us didn't wake up this morning. Some of us didn't get the chance to live this adventure today. You did, if you're listening to this. Thank you, and I will talk to you guys on the next episode.